Afternoon. Afternoon. It is. It is just. Just the afternoon. Ten minutes we spilled over. We are almost recording this at the exact time we said we were going to record it. And I, th- I think for once. Can you believe it? I think for one, that's personal improvement. You were almost ready per- when you said you'd be ready. Personal growth, yeah, yeah. Were so. you and I here on time, sitting, waiting? Uh, I mean, you were a little bit late, but that was only because I was a little bit late. So, okay. Um, and also, you wouldn't pick up the sponge. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> there was sponge gate there upstairs. Um, just in case anybody was wondering, <laughs> Rachel hates sponges. It's just it's not just hating, it's an actual phobia. So the fact that I'm sat here with a piece of sponge on the end of the microphone about an inch from my mouth... But it, it is it makes me a little queasy. It also honest. means we get almost perfect sound from you because you're not too close to it. Unlike Hugh, who puts it right up to his face. Shut up. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel 4? Yes, yes, that was brilliant. Did you see the one where the guy came out of Reading Station and chased him all through Reading, all along the canal, and eventually caught him in the funny Yes, that was brilliant. Hello. Hello. I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. Welcome to episode 86 of the award-nominated Real Reading Podcast with our special guest, Pete Hefferon. Ex-guitarist and vocalist with Pete and the Pirates. I believe we can call them Naughty's indie band, Pete and the Pirates. Looking forward to speaking to Pete. I haven't done the interview yet, but he has told me uh, he is coming in later on this afternoon, so we'll do that. And that will be inserted, injected into the podcast. He also of Shed. Yes, of Shed Cafe. Yes, where I believe we're all going for lunch. The best sandwiches. Of seen by me sprinting up Growfriars Road yesterday, (laughs) as well, probably (laughs) towards Shed. You imagine? Um, He's running very fast. Just to be absolutely clear, um, we've mentioned Shed on this podcast. We've not been paid to mention Shed on this podcast, and we buy our own lunches at Shed podcast just to be absolutely do we have certain to, do we have right. to do that like a disclaimer no it's just a little joke between oh. me and you that, um, <laughs> that is true um <laughs> anyway we will move we'll on we'll be talking to pete after his interview to see if we can change that situation <laughs> but, <that's laughs> but of course As we will stands. let you all know anyway uh, here is jeremy with how you can get oh i haven't done the other bit yet sorry oh, i've got a big announcement Jer- jeremy related okay hang on Uh, We're back with all the usual features, including Rachel's Facts of the Week and Fort Explains It All, which this week, Hugh, is about... The plight facing two establishments (laughs) in uh, Fry Street. I have a theory which I want to put to you later on, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, Crush it. In the meantime, Jeremy announcement, just before we hear from the great man. I saw him. Oh, okay. He's it, real. He's real. Well, he's we like, know he's real. Of course real. he's real. He's sitting in here with us. <laughs> yes. We must have let him out because I saw him walking up Cavisham Road. Oh, okay. Yes. And I said, oh, there's Jeremy to my fascinated partner. <laughs> and then had to explain who Jeremy is. Did you wave enthusiastically and did he wave back? I, I didn't. He was he was on one side and I was in the far lane on the other side. So. Uh, okay. Breaking Jeremy news. Spotted. Yeah. Spotted. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, here is the great man with how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. 
You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, we move swiftly on to Rach's... Oh, coffee, you all right? I'm fine. Good, okay. We move swiftly on to Rach's Fact of the Week. Reading Fact of the Week. Rachel's fact of the week time. Uh, the timer is running. Here we go. Here we go. Right, I'm starting with a, a pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz. So for a bit what of inspiration, Speed. I went on TripAdvisor to see oh, okay. what the top ten things to do in Reading is. So before I talk about my actual facts of the week, yep. I want to see if you can name the top ten <laughs> things to do in Reading. Go to the Oracle. Can I borrow your pen so I can uh, tick them off? You may, yes. You may. Uh, is this like a sort of pointless? Yeah, it's just pointless. Okay. Well, you, you can no, win. as in like the quiz show. Utterly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely pointless, Tom. Uh, going to the Oracle. Uh, no, that's not. Oh. Reading Abbey. Uh, n- no. Um, what? Yates's. <laughs> no. Oh. The Hexagon. Um, the Hexagon is number 10. Okay. So, oh, this is a bit more like Family Fortunes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <coughs> <coughs> oh yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> the um, Abbey is not there. <coughs> okay. Um, this might swine. take some time. Spending so. a bit of time in Reading Prison. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, uh, it's got to be restaurants and stuff, I guess. No. View View Cinema. Oh. No. No, oh, guys, come on. Um, uh, oh, Am this I going to have to help you out because we could be here for ages? Great, great audio. Otherwise. The number one thing to do in Reading, apparently, is go to... Comment on Berkshire Live. That's number two. Okay, right. <laughs> derogatorily, comment derogatorily on Berkshire Live. I'm going to do it in reverse oh, okay, order, actually. So, <laughs> like, the, like the Sunday night chart countdown. Just relieve us of our misery. <laughs> do you want to do like a little uh, like jingle in the background or anything? Um, uh, number, <laughs> number 10, <laughs> Pop Pickers. Pop, oh, that's it. Pop Pickers. Uh, right, so you already got number 10, the hexagon yeah. yep. going down. Forbury Gardens. Okay. The Kennet and Avon Canal. Well, all of it. I get confused between what <laughs> is the River it? Kennet and what is the Kennet and Avon Canal. And I even looked it up on a map and I still couldn't work <laughs> it and out. The canal goes through the Oracle. No, yeah. that's yeah. the River Kennet, oh. apparently. Oh, right. Apologies okay. to anyone who ever trusts anything I say. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the Kennet and Avon too. goes all the way kind of from Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. All the way through to here. But I just couldn't. Anyway, couldn't work that out. <laughs> Reading Museum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's good. Good. This is, I mean, I, how this isn't number one, I don't know. Reading Station. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Four and a half stars out of five. That's one of the best things to do in Reading. Apparently <laughs> so. <laughs> Leave or, or arrive. It's a good <laughs> job our esteemed colleague Jonathan Lowe is yes. not here. He would have gone mental. Station <laughs> hater. Um, the Museum of English Rural Life. Oh, good. The okay. Yes. Good. Um, the thing that I'm going to talk about in a minute, a little bit, which is the Silchester Roman City Walls and Amphitheatre. Is that not in North Hampshire? We are branching out, people. Okay, fine. I mean, people Don't do travel for their what's on. People do travel for their do. days Particularly out. history buffs. Yes. Um, Wellington Country Park. Okay, yep. Also not Good train. Oh, no, Beale Park's the one with the train. Beale Park. Oh. oh, they've both got a train. Oh, have they? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Beale Park also has a train. Is that on the list, Beale Park? Beale Park's number two. Oh, okay. And at number one, Basildon Park. Oh. 
good old National Trust solid. Cool. So very, very broad area that they yeah. need to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I assume really ran out of options in yeah. the town centre. I assume that list is uh, created by like the number of ratings people have given yes. things. So you could just rate the station, but I don't know if that necessarily means it's the best. No, the fifth it's best really place to go. No, no. I uh, although it is somewhere people come to go to specifically, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. If you come on the train, you I can't avoid it. I don't necessarily wish to incur the wrath of the TripAdvisor uh, uh, mob shall we say but yeah I, that doesn't you know it's not right so okay. anything can go on there because when i kind of branched out from <laughs> top 10 uh, within the top 20 was uh m and s so oh, okay yeah oh not, yeah not yeah. really what ready. an attraction <laughs> exactly there's nothing wrong with m and s but i'm not sure people no would put it on there wow and m and s things to do in reading so even a simply food Anyway, right. I've used half my time doing the rundown <laughs> of the top ten things to do in Reading. Uh, so, Silchester, Roman city walls and amphitheatre. Thomas, you are absolutely right. It is actually in Hampshire. Yes. Just finally. over the border into Hampshire, near Tadley. Silchester, I believe. What did I say? Is that what you said? I, I think that's what she said. Yes, yeah, right. Sorry. Silchester. Yes, you did. Yeah. 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 So, so, oh, I don't Just know. to confirm, Silchester. <laughs> well done, Rachel. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, it's somewhere that has been on my radar, but never been. Have you been? You no. can visit it and go and wander mm, around. As a child. Uh, it's a very significant historical point. So perhaps I should take Zachary there for a walk. Um, so originally it was a centre of the Iron Age Kingdom of the Atrobates tribe from the late 1st century BC. Ooh. It was a long time ago. Quite a while. So hang on, so the first century BC, so that would have been the last century 20 BC. 20 or 30 BC. Right. Cool. Yeah. It was a weird way of doing the dates then, because it was all it going backwards. It sort of goes then backwards, yeah. <laughs> doesn't it? Proper retro. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the town became a major processing and trading centre, and it was trading in local goods, locally made goods, such as horse and chariot attire oh. um, and then they exchanged that for various other commodities like grains and uh, slaves which is oh. always nice oh. yeah um, so then after the Roman conquest in AD 43 so we're now going back up the numbers so okay, that's so what 60-70 years later zero yeah okay um, so when the Romans took over it became the town of uh have I written it down right? Caliva Atrobatum. Ah. I believe it's at pronounced Atrobatum. But uh at, so I do apologize, <laughs> Hugh. Thank you for correcting uh, me. <laughs> sorry. I didn't Caliva mean to do that in a condescending, condescending way and I could be wrong, but uh <laughs> it's unlikely. Well you've been and I haven't, so I'll go with <laughs> yeah, so you. I so. used to, I used to live down the road, so so it was um, built in a regular street grid with all the shops and workshops kind of in the centre. And then as it spread out, the bigger wealthy people's houses were near the outskirts. Um, and they also had public baths, an administrati administrative centre, a rest house, which I assume is like a modern day a pub <laughs> where travellers could stay and go and have something to eat and drink. Um, and it has an amphitheatre. And also several small temples. Um, and then after the Romans lost control of Britain in the early 5th century, Caliva Atrobatum... Bartum. 
just look at Hugh for confirmation <laughs> there. Um, it the was smug nod. So after the Romans had gone, it was then abandoned, sort of within oh. within a century of that. However, I flip my pad. There is more. <laughs> Um, there's some occupation of um, evidence of occupation during medieval times, but it, like a lot of Roman towns, sort of became bigger as time went on. It wasn't really once the Romans had gone, it never became didn't anything. Fancy it. No, it didn't, didn't fancy it. Oh. Um, and the village seems to then have been deserted since around 1400, which sort of ties in with the Black Plague. Oh. So maybe it was wiped out. Could well be. Um, and the current village, as it stands now, kind of started springing up around during the 17th century. Is that Tadley? Uh, no, Silchester. Silchester. Yeah, okay. it's a village near Tadley. Okay. Um, but the University of Reading have been doing excavation work. They, they take students there every summer to do excavation works, looking at, you know, they find all sorts down there. Um, and because it's never been built over the top of, it's relatively undisturbed yeah. and they find some really good stuff there. Which I did know about that bit because they've been doing that there since 97. Um, and my good, good friend Susie studied at Reading Uni and she used to go and do that for the summer. So she must have been one of the first ones to go and yeah. have a go at that. But it has made me perhaps want to go and just have a wander yeah, around. Yeah, a little, little visit. Yeah. That'd be lovely. Hmm. So oh. there we go. Thanks very much, Rach. Oh, you're welcome. Marvellous. Can I ask a quick question? You can. Did it have a vomitorium? A vomitorium? Yes. Uh, oh, now it's feel like QI where I don't want to ask, <laughs> what is a vomitorium? I think it's Q? what it sounds like. Is it what it sounds like? Is it like a hospital? <laughs> <laughs> Le during the legendary feasts of the Romans, apparently they had special rooms where they could get... The, the Romans were the pioneers of the tactical puke. No. Where if you had uh, your fill of, um, you know, starlings and, um, you know, whatever else they used to eat in those, dormice. Um, <laughs> dormice. <laughs> then you Ever could go. So nourishing. You could go to the um, vomitorium and do your, do your thing and then come back and you'd be ready for more feasting. That is not very pleasant. No, it's efficient, quite efficient though. If you, you know, <laughs> dedication to utter gluttony. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's true. That's something I read on the internet, so it's probably completely made oh, up. I just touched the sponge by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to go to the vomitorium? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or toilet? Or toilet, as we have in these these modern times. Uh, thanks, that's Rach. Lovely bit of research. Marvelous stuff. Um, have you, so you you've been, I haven't. No, I've not. No, Hugh hasn't. Hugh's been, I haven't, and you haven't. So perhaps we should uh, head down. Head down. I have been, but I was a young and idiotic child uh, at the time, so I can't really remember. Now I'm, an, I'm an old and idiotic man, and so uh, therefore I should go again. Well, it is number four on the list cool. of top ten things after the station. After <laughs> no, it comes above the station. <laughs> I've already done one, two, and three many times. Basildon, yes. Beale Park, and Wellington. Yeah. So maybe we should put our own like top ten to together properly. These, yeah, you know, actual things that are a in Reading and b not the station. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need to put some reviews on for stuff to just sort of. <laughs> I mean, surely we, the fact that the Abbey isn't on there. Yeah. But the station is is a bit weird. It's nuts. Anyway, end of part one. 
Thank you very much, Rach. In part two, we will be visiting Fort Explains It All. This is Fort Explains It All. Hello, Hugh. Greetings. Fort Explains It All. Um, yeah. This week, uh, we, I just, so during the week, I asked you um, about a theory I had, which was that the, the fine, fine uh, members and officers of Thames Valley Police, I've, I reckoned they might be getting a bit fed up with Friar Street which was why uh, Yates had been in for a uh, licensing meeting, um, which I believe ended up being suspended um, for a period of time, which I'm sure you'll, you'll let me know in a minute. But also then um, there's been news of Matchbox Nightclub, which is um, not next door. It's the opposite side of the, if I remember rightly, Yates's alleyway Matchbox, alleyway to walkabout and time yes. trap escape rooms. Yes. And then uh, Matchbox. Now, I, I sort of thought... Having come through there on the way back from various journeys up north for work, um, there's always an awful lot of police around that area on a Friday and a Saturday, and I wondered if the police had just kind of gone, nope, that's it, fed up. What do you think? I think not. Okay. For various reasons. Um, the two licensing hearings for Yates's and Matchbox are to do with specific things, and... Uh, Yates's, there were two large-scale punch-ups there um, where they were having... One was a private event where loads of people turned up who didn't have tickets and kicked off, causing a very large police response. And um, the other one was on New Year's Eve. And I th- again, I think people it, it was caused by people not being let in. Um, so that's two large-scale incidents very close to each other which required a major police response in that part of town uh, Matchbox um, is a similar sort of thing vi- specific violence um, you know you may remember some a man uh, died died actually outside um, that was after, last Christmas wasn't it yeah after an incident fell and hit his head on the floor which is deeply unpleasant that is um, terrifying terrifying um, so those are specific incidents of violence which have been raised and also certainly the eight I'm not overly familiar the hearing for Matchbox is going on as we speak so on the, thir- um, on the Thursday on the Thursday so it'd be interesting to see um, <coughs> a lot of these recommendations for licenses to be removed are um, followed by the council um, what was I going to say I think if there was a sort of widespread plan to shut down Fry Street, um, we would know about it. And I think, you know, there's walkabout's been there forever. Yeah. Very few. They talked about walkabout, how well run it was at the Yates' hearing and how the, the door staff there are very efficient and they they hard, hardly ever called there. And likewise, the other bars in Fry Street you know, you have the odd thing. Um, yeah, there are problems. It's a large-scale gathering of people in the street who've been had a lot to drink. So you need. So when you've seen the police there, it's probably 
just because that's where everyone goes and yeah. read it. And that's obviously a, a planned thing to have all those places in the same place, isn't it? I think you've talked about that before. Yeah, going back years. But, you know, to say to say you're going to shut down the whole uh, drinking area, if you like, the night economy, you know, that's huge amounts of people would lose their jobs. A lot of money would be lost to the town centre. And it's kind of what what it's there for if you like Fry Street has always been where you go yeah to drink and you know the town centres around the country have bar streets so I think Yates's and Matchbox have had specific issues and are being punished for those rather than a clamp down on the concept of nightlife right I would say and I wonder what somewhere like the walkabout does differently though and you know you said that they've been praised for their door staff and things but if you know if a, a group of people go into Yates's for a night out which is the point of going you know that's why everybody's out you don't know as a door person when those people go in they can't look at them and go oh yeah they're going to kick off in an hour's time like unless they are really very drunk and you you know already being quite disruptive before they enter and then you don't, don't let them in but you know if if people look okay and you let them in and then they kick off it's it's really difficult and if yeah. you shut somewhere like Yates is down does the problem just not move elsewhere because those people well, are still going to go out they're just going to find somewhere else I to possibly, drink but and then it might not be in that contained area in Friar Street which then makes it difficult for the police to yeah because they're also to patrol the after dark is all, which is in London Street and there's a real kind of old style nightclub with a it also used to have a slightly older friend, very friendly place um, older clientele that's also having a license here but that's largely over noise as well as one as well as one event where it all kicked off yeah. massively again this, there was a certain clientele of person that turned up to that event and it uh from outside the area apparently and it got nasty um, because of that um, I seem to these these just to go back to Yates at least my memories of it is a little bit sketchy but at least one of them was because a load of people turned up to a private event without tickets and they kicked off because they weren't allowed in and so so was that fight actually inside the pub or it's out the front it was outside um the one, the first so one. In that respect, the the bar, um, the door staff had done their job in not letting them in. Yeah, it all kicked off because they weren't let let in because a lot of them weren't old enough. There was some there was some confusion about who how old people were. But then again, people were who were let in. There was there was apparently a fourteen year old found inside. Um, police got a call from his rather surprised parents who found out where he'd been. When does that happen? Because I, when I've been out, not not that I go out very often, but I get ID'd, and I don't think it's because I don't look old enough. Because you know, yeah, I'm forty. I mean, twenty one. Um, I think it's because a lot of places in town ID everybody to have a record of who's on the premises these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, there was an investigation going on within the company as to what, what specifically happened. They've, what the company has done, Stonegate, who own Yates's, and I think they own Pavlov's dog in town as well, is there's, um, they've got rid of a load of the staff at Yates's already. 
um, for the failures of those two incidents of of managing those two incidents, um, and they're they're also looking at investigating what what the door staff did on the night as well in question as well. There's been question marks raised over over how they reacted to it. Um, so there are things being done um, with with Yates's, and I wondered at the time is if when the license was suspended and then the full hearing over whether the license should be revoked is again tomorrow, Friday. And I wondered at the time whether whether the Yates's would come back with a very kind of proper, serious plan, which meant that the license actually wouldn't get revoked. It would they would they would be reinstated and then they say right we're going to do this, um, and then if it doesn't get done they'll have they'll be back again in front of the committee again and that'll be it. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens tomorrow. Um, the after dark is it's an appeal of the initial decision and the um, the magistrate can either uphold the decision, which means it, it, it will lose its license, or it can just throw the, the... The other option is just to give the decision back to the council, so essentially you have to have the same same hearing again. The, the after dark will, has done a lot more work to try to... St- on soundproofing and stuff like that, and we will provide more evidence about how, how it operates yeah. and security and stuff like that at a future hearing. <coughs> Um, um, so I don't know. I don't know what the future of the. But there's another plan. There's another planning application to turn the after dark into flats again. That's come in. So, from the owners of it. So, perhaps they're not massively confident that this hearing is going to go very well. Um, but yeah, going back to your original question, I think I think it is poor behaviour in terms of what they're supposed to do yeah. for these two venues, rather than. A, um, a blanket, uh, blanket eff- efforts to shut down night nightclubs and bars. It does frighten me a bit that because I'm not sort of saying that I don't know if things are different really from when we were younger and perhaps out and about a bit more. But there's always been fighting. But yeah. Do you think is it worse now? Because I'm just thinking that that my husband probably is out in town more frequently than I am and that he more than once has come home and said that like somebody half his age will have been shouting things at him in the street or trying to like antagonize an argument or fight out of absolutely you know it's not that they've that some an altercation has happened it's just that that person wants to fight somebody and they will try and provoke it do you think that 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 is a thing I think that's always happened. That always used to happen when we when we were younger. I mean, I, I can remember the, the really old days when we always used to get kicked out of the, bar, of the bars at 11 o'clock and it was either a case of going home or going off to a nightclub. <laughs> I don't want to mention it again, but it was Utopia. Um, you love that place. I don't, that place. But that was... Utopia got a distinctly tasty on a number of occasions mm, with the, yeah uh, um, yeah I, again I have been there lots of people in a that. limited space um i think there's always been uh there's always been punch-ups uh drunken punch-ups around in and outside bars people that's what happens to people when they drink too much um i can't i couldn't tell you now whether it's worse or not back in the day because i don't go out so <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much guys right. um Interesting, interesting conversation. Uh, we do need to to move on from this one. Um, we 
we'll if there's any feedback on that if anybody has anything to add to that any thoughts then please let us know we'll cover it again next week um in the meantime uh it's time for our interview with pete heffron from pete and the pirates Hi everybody, uh, I am in our what we call a studio with Pete Hefferon from Pete, ex of Pete and the Pirates. I, I assume you're not still part of Pete and the Pirates. That's something we're probably going to ask you at some point, Pete. But that's not. St- is it still a thing that's going on? Well, it's like uh, it's like in the blood, isn't it? Do yeah. You know what I mean, you can't get rid of it once you've started. <laughs> um, thank you very much for coming in. This is your second time on our show. Yeah. Um, the previous time you were talking about your your food enterprise shed cafe. I was. Yeah. Very very popular. A cafe, as we've, just, as we've just got, I don't know if you know this, but our most popular, most listened to podcast that we've ever done, the episode with you. Oh, really? Previously, yeah. So People <laughs> love food. They, they do. L- they literally do. need uh, it. Equally, they love Shed Cafe. So. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I know we, we are regulars as a as a bit of a team upstairs. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I know what you all have. <laughs> there's been some pushback over some of your recent changes, though. I know yeah. uh, Lucy regularly orders um, off-menu yeah, and that's fine, you know, as long as you don't sort of advertise on any sort of platform that okay, that's something we offer. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one really listens to this. So. <laughs> no, yeah. they do. They do. There's a, there's a few people. So um, the last time we spoke, uh, at the very end, uh, after we'd finished recording, I discovered that you were once of uh, f- famous no- it, noughties, mid-noughties, yeah, noughties, noughties yeah, indie yeah. band, Pete yeah. and the Pirates. And yep. I was absolutely astonished that it didn't come up at all in conversation. I felt like I'd really missed a trick. So... I wanted to get you back on to talk specifically about it because they are a Reading. They were, they are a Reading band, aren't they? Yeah, we were, we were Reading. Yeah, we were Reading boys. And and how did that kind of all start for you? Uh, well, so I've read the Wikipedia page. What does that say? So <laughs> no. you were all going around Reading, and you got together and played some gigs, and yeah, yeah, like we were at school together. So we were, we were in different years at school. We weren't really school friends, but during the sort of time we were leaving school. We were hanging out yes. in different groups, in different people's bedrooms, doing different types of recordings and um, playing them to each other, basically. And then one day we just thought, let's play some of these to other people. So that's what we did. <laughs> and you got where, where was your first gig? Oh, okay. Yeah. It was definitely either at <laughs> the Three Bs. Yeah. I think we played the Three Bs. And then we played the College Arms, because the College Arms was um, like our pub. It yeah, was where we by Prospect. Uh, sorry, by Palmer Park. Yeah, it's now called the Palmer Tavern. I yes, think. but that was like that was our our pub, you know. But we, I think we started at the Three Bs with uh, maybe uh, Morning Runner supported us. Not sure. Maybe both times it was Morning Runner, um, who were then called Matthew. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I can't remember after that. That's when it goes. That's when it starts getting <laughs> hazy. Um, so, so you you kind of you played some gigs. It all went quite well. How how did you then go from kind of playing gigs in Reading to um, being on Six Music and and being in the in the hit parade? We uh, not sure, but we got offered a gig um, by in a, in Spitalfields Market by this. Um, company called stolen recordings that did a a sort of free music event every like sunday or something on in in a venue called the spits um and they were just really really cool and through them we met lots of other people and they got really excited by our music and recorded us and then we ended up 
doing two EPs with them and then we did an album and then the sort of usual things came up like yeah. people started turning up and saying do this do that and then that's how we ended <laughs> up on the on the radio someone got us a radio plugger um but yeah that's it's a hazy yeah. memory <laughs> what was going on I guess, and how many how many of you are there was it, am i right thinking five, there was five, five people yeah four originally and then five went before our sort of second ep was five people and then five people so onwards. and at some point at one point you were the front man well, yeah, it was kind of it, when we first started. It was kind of a four-piece with like uh, the two Pete's doing the singing, um, and then when Tom came back from Spain, he like joined and basically didn't have a guitar. So he kind <laughs> of like, and he's a really good singer, yeah. as you might know from the band that that, that uh, he's in. Um, so he did a lot of singing, and then it sort of seemed to as you become a five, it seems to naturally. Yeah, elevate someone to the front, the middle position, you know. Um, and so, yeah, then it kind of that's how it became the the lineup that you would yeah. know about. And y- and you had you had four, well, t- two EPs and two albums. Yeah, two EPs. Yeah, just just for the uninitiated, i.e., me. What's the difference between an EP and an album? <sighs> I don't know. I think an EP is a type of single, but it's extended, so it's right. like a. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Extended play is right. that what it stands for, or? So you might have like five or six songs on it yeah, as opposed those, to... those ones had, I think one had four, one had five, one had five, one had six, something like that. And then, But the album was more kind of um, proper. Yeah. Did you did you have people from that, that kind of saw your early gigs? Did you, did you recognise people later on that had kind of followed you from the beginning? Or yeah. was it just regular yeah. changes all the time? Yeah, there's sort of people that will talk about different eras of the pirates, like, oh, that sounds like early pirates, or that sounds like <laughs> late pirates, especially like you know, because we, because we were like part of a, a small town, yeah. So, and I, because I worked in the Three Bs um, as well, like there were a lot of people that just knew of us and knew who we were, so they, were, you know, friends of our families and our our brothers and sisters' friends yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So. There's a lot of people who be like, oh, that's, you know, they <laughs> recognise different, <laughs> you know, from right from, because we were kids. You know, yeah, we were kids. it's it's an interesting, you say, sort of early pirates, late pirates, looking at the looking at the dates, this all sort of happened over like an eight year period. Is it, yeah. did it change that, it, it was that different? I think we probably started, I think we, pr- it probably was about 10 years, but with the the beginning bit, yeah, n- nothing publicised, if you know, if you know what I mean. Um it's felt like ages at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you say to someone, oh, I had a music career for 10 years. Yeah. It sounds it sounds quite, I think it sounds quite long. I, I'm impressed. That, that, that's, yeah. that, seems, that seems like a, a, like a, a proper, a proper, because like, people come and people go. But yeah, it was, to, it was a lifetime. Sustain for 10 years. Yeah. And it was, it was my exact 20s. So <laughs> it was from when I turned 20 to when I turned 30 pretty much. I, w- I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of why it kind of ended and 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 how you kind of ended up at Shed, but I want I'll do that sort of in a minute. I just wanted, there was a couple of things that I wanted to just just cover first. There were, yep. um, you had a number of songs that appeared on quite famous TV shows. Yeah, um, in between us 
at least yeah. is one of them. And one one of the questions that we had, to, I did ask for a couple of questions, and I got two. So yeah. you know that's more than I normally get. Great. But uh, Richard Nemeth said, uh, "Were the royalties decent from Mister Understanding appearing on an episode of the In Between Us?" I suspect I know the answer, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, I think they probably were. Right. I think it was probably like. I don't know. I can't remember. Because In Between Us was, is and was a properly big TV show. So but to get a it, song on that. it Was was it Channel 4 or BBC? Yeah, Channel 4. Yeah, I don't know. can't remember. <laughs> I, it was, I didn't know it, we were on it. I was actually watching it. Oh, right. And I found out. I didn't used to read my emails, you see. I was quite old-fashioned. <laughs> oh, no, like, no, you still don't. Oh, no, I still don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I still don't read my um, Yeah, I don't know. can't remember. Um. And there was uh, you also on a Breaking Bad trailer. Yeah, that was that's what Wikipedia told me. That anyway. was great. That yeah. was like really great. I didn't know what Breaking Bad was at the time. It was started. It was like series four. It was right. a trailer for series yeah. four or something. Um, so I started watching Breaking Bad because of that. So for that reason, yeah. excellent. Um, now, so on this Wikipedia page that I read yeah. about five minutes before yeah. meeting up with you, yeah. um, there's obviously lots of praise. All the people that were kind of backing you, people like Steve Lamack, Six Music, everybody yeah. who was who was kind of keen on you. Yeah. And there was one guy, and I cannot remember for the life of me, who was quite critical. And yeah. said it was like um, you played like jangly guitar music that would only be listened to by your mums. By our mums, yeah. How how do you react to something like because obviously it's going really well? Well, that then, was. Uh, <laughs> That was Vice magazine. Yes. And like... I remember like, now. We were really happy with that review. There's a there's a comedian, Stuart Lee, and it, yeah. on his on his flyers, he always puts like the Daily Mail, <laughs> one star in the Daily Mail, <laughs> always puts it on his flyers, really he treats it as a badge of honour. Yeah. Um, I think we, d- we did something to upset Vice magazine at some point. I'm not sure how that happened, but they really hated us and yeah. they hated the music and... <laughs> <laughs> I, we didn't mind at all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's yeah. like, it, and also, if everyone says like, "Are oh, they great?" and you kind of, what's the? I don't know. Yeah. You, what are you going for? You need to d- divide opinion somehow. But yeah, that review is excellent. It's really worth a read if you. I'll, uh, if I'll dig just want to Google it. It's I'll dig out and put it on the on the notes for the show when it goes out. Yeah. Um. So, and you you went on you went touring you went touring with uh, I don't know if they were big names at the time but you went touring with some quite big names didn't you uh, Kaiser Chiefs for one. Yeah, I did we tour with them? We did a couple of shows with them. We didn't I don't think we okay. tour, I don't think we went on tour with them. Um I we I like met one of them right. or something <laughs> and he was really nice. Yeah, we did some good touring. We did we did we met some nice people. Did you were you sort of all over the world or was it just around the UK? We did like lots and lots of Europe. Yeah. Lots of um trips to Italy. Um lots of trips to Germany and Holland and how do I'm just just wondering like so for me when I when I have to when I get told by my boss I need you to go to Manchester next week for a couple yeah. of days yeah. and I go home to the wife and she rolls my eyes at me yeah. she rolls her eyes at me and yeah. goes oh okay right fine off you go yeah enjoy it on on your jolly enjoy yourself yeah. what was that like for you were you in a relationship at the time was it well you know there's it was a, it was ten years yeah so was towards the end when I um, started seeing my now wife it became more like taxing to be away for yeah. like four, five, six weeks at a time. That can be a nightmare. Yeah. Well, not a, not a nightmare. It's not as it's not you know. It's better than having a real job. Yeah. Essentially, though, it's you know, it is a job. So you're you're a kind of away. You're earning money. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or. Let's not push it. 
was a t- I think it was a ten pound per DM. Right. But you but you're travelling the world, you're seeing everything. And yeah. And would you would you like to kind of do all of that again? No, I don't think I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> Not. That, I mean, yeah, I'd love. To, I love doing it, but I think six, six, seven weeks yeah. away at a time is too much. Especially like I've got a baby now, so that's too long. Yeah. I think it's. It's. Yeah. No, I. I, I completely understand. Um. So just as as things sort of start, you 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 came out with an album, One Thousand Pictures, yeah. in twenty eleven. Yeah. And did did you did the band break up? Was there sort of like a creative differences or was it just uh well, i think we're done now boys yeah it was i think it sort of started to um uh peter out for want of a better word uh the communication wasn't as good between us and you could sort of feel the love had gone yeah a bit not between the people but uh, for the the project you know um and then we had a sort of meeting to discuss album three and then you could sort of feel that nobody really wanted to go yeah. in the same direction um and then uh, uh, and then yeah w- i think it became obvious that the um the best thing to do would be to sort of do the projects that we wanted to do yeah and that meant not kind of doing projects together yeah yeah it meant not yeah <laughs> and there w- there was a there was an obvious separation where i was sort of based in reading i had yeah. a, I had a life in reading and a lot of them wanted to live in London and be part yeah. of the sort of scene in London I was not really ever into that I, so I can com- having worked in London for a long time I can completely understand yeah. why you wouldn't want to uh, yeah why you wouldn't fancy that so they basically started off Telemann and, and I got yeah. a job so that, I suppose that, that comes in quite nicely how, how did you end up kind of thinking right sandwich shop uh, I got a job I, knew, I, I, I told my girlfriend that I wasn't doing the band anymore. And she said, oh, do you want me to text my mate? Because they've got a cafe. Yeah. Was this Shed Cafe or was it? It was called Chan Cham at the time. Right. And so I got, a, I went in there and they were like, okay, why do you want a job here? And I said, because I need some money. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually Lydia and I ended up taking over yeah. that cafe quite quickly. So that was quite a sort of nice um, synchronicity yeah, moment. It, it all fell into place at the at the right moment. Yeah, it was lovely. So we and and once um obviously you've, you've got a business that's you're getting off the ground. Yeah. We did, had you stopped playing music by that point. We I mean obviously you might go home and play a little bit on the guitar, but we you weren't before were you performing at that time? No, I did I did bits and bobs. Like I I'd I'd had a sort of band with a, a guy in Reading called David at the time, a sort of side project, and we were doing the odd gig um, called the 3.1419 Wonders. Yeah. Um, and that was like a real fun thing that we really enjoyed. So that went on for yeah. a bit longer as well. So yeah, I've always been I've always been doing bits and bobs. But I, I and I, d- I noticed your name start to pop up on some flyers of some some uh, some gigs, some some festivals. More more to the point, um, are you listening festival? Yeah, uh, and I and down the Abbey Festival. We were talking yeah. about that just before we came on. Yeah, but you're sort of you're actively out there playing some music, well, again, or <laughs> is it is it just Pete? Could you come and play? It started off like that, but we've got a band now. Right. So. so it's my name, but it's it, that sort of does it a bit of a disservice because okay. it's a it's a band for that hasn't decided on a name yet, <laughs> and we've got like a really good set of people. We've got I started working with John uh, Cox, who's um, sort of local music yeah. industry, like he's a music technician. Engineer. Okay, 
and he said like he listened to some of my songs from the olden days from before the pirates before any of that um corporate stuff got into my head <laughs> and said i think this is really good so we started we learned them and then now we've got matthew from morning runner playing the guitar and a guy called chris he's like a he's a, a dancer choreographer on the drums yeah so we've got a band so now it's like right we've got a band let's go let's play <laughs> but we but we we haven't thought of a name yet yeah. so it's pete heffron pete heffron which is kind of embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> so you, you sort of you get out there my name's Pete Heffron and this is the Pete Heffron trio yeah. or the I get people saying like oh um, oh that was great like where can I hear your music and my honest answer is I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any like publicity or anything it, you know there's a, there's a name to do some of that stuff yeah as and when time allows that's just just agreeing on a name if you it, when you're 19, you can think of a band name like yeah. at the drop of the hat. But you know, I mean, there's you should see the email thread. It's mad. It's just all these <laughs> r- unrelated <laughs> words and phrases. We're, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a band name soon, definitely, and it won't be pretentious, <laughs> which means every phrase is completely ruled out. Yeah, you can't say anything without seeming pretentious. <laughs> um, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to hear yeah, about that. Yeah, it's just going to have to be like a symbol. Oh yeah. no, that's been done. No, no ch- we'll just stick with my name until until then. until something suitable pops along. But yeah, no, it, it, yeah, we're back. Good, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Um, so, Pete, where can people see you next? Uh, Aside from Monday to Friday, Shed Cafe on uh, what's the what's the street? I forgot. Merchant's, Merchant's Place. Place. Yes. Um, you can come and see a gig on the 28th of February. Uh, it's uh, Hayes show in Hayes in West London. No, Hayes, uh, the artist, the musical artist from Reading. Sorry. Hello, Real Reading podcast fans. Pete has asked me to inject a correction in this piece. Um, he mentioned the artist Hayes, uh, but he says uh, she changed her name many, many years ago to Eva Hazel. So there we go. Pete will be supporting Eva Hazel. Thanks. And That's my she, lack of knowledge, not you. I think it's her album launch. Okay. And she's kindly invited us to support her. Where's, it's where's on this? South Street. Okay. 28th of February. Fantastic. Um, and then I think after that, there might be a show in Oxford in, in March, which we don't know anything about. It's so secret. <laughs> we don't even know when or where it is. Do I need to cut this bit out? Have you said too much already? No, no, it's just been kept secret from the band. I oh, okay. oh, right. The public are allowed to know about <laughs> it. Um, and then I think we'll we'll see. We'll see about doing a gig of our own. Great. Uh, Pete, thank you very much for thank coming. You. To, is there anything else that I've missed? I don't want to go through another session like I did last time. Anything I've missed? Anything we need to know? Um, no, no, that's fine. I'll try and make up some other facts. To I think that would be marvellous if you could. Okay. Um, Oh, so what was the name of the band that your ex Pete and the Pirate colleagues are in? Telemann. And are they are they touring? Are they are they regulars? Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Go look them up. They're a big deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I know absolutely nothing about music. Your listeners will know them. Okay. Aside from my my Spotify playlist that is really really specific about certain artists. And yeah. Nothing else gets in. I don't listen to anything else anymore. I've just tuned other music out. Yeah, just don't listen to music. That's what I do. Fine, I'm going to go and put some Pete and the Pirates on there. Okay. Just, to, just for next time, I'm driving up to Manchester. I'll go, I'll uh, I'll put some Pete on. 
All right. I'll, I'll listen out for you as well, see if I can spot you. Yeah, you'll hear me. You'll <laughs> hear me. I'm out of tune a bit. <laughs> Pete, thank you very much for coming in. Cheers. No thank you. Thanks, Pete. Uh, I say thanks, Pete. I recorded that after we've done the main podcast, so it's always a bit odd for me anyway. No one else needs to know that, but you all know. Um, so we will move swiftly Behind on. the curtain. Oh, don't peek. Um, we will move swiftly on to our... <laughs> I say swiftly because Rachel's got a meeting to get to. Um, but we will move swiftly on to our random question. The random question. Random question time then. I have written some questions. Oh, you so uh, I put a request out several times over the last few weeks to have some random questions in our little group. Uh, no one has been forthcoming. So here we go. We have some random questions. Who wants to have a go? Me. Rach. These are amazing questions. <laughs> Even if he say so himself. Oh, yes. That's why you okay. asked me for scissors. Yes. You've been asked to recommend one thing from Reading's past to bring back. What do you choose? <laughs> oh, utopia. What, would you really? Because you wouldn't go. No. no. You, that would be an absolute waste of your wish. I would not go to a super nightclub <laughs> in my current state. This is true. <clears throat> oh, gosh. Is it the diving board again? <laughs> no, I, I, I know what mine's going to be. Oh, go on then. Elm Park. Oh, oh. yeah. Stand in the South Bank yeah. at Elm Park. Watch a yeah. pretty terrible football match, but get very into it and excited and relive the old-fashioned football experience when you suddenly realise that the away fans are about 100 yards away and can easily, easily get into the, <laughs> into the stand. <laughs> and um, and uh, just for those who have only ever been to the Medici Stadium, of which there are probably quite a few nowadays to relive the completely different experience in so many ways I would say it's a thing everyone should do is go to an old fashioned football ground but there there just aren't very many left no God I'm struggling to think Tom have you got one well so you must have if you thought the the question on the well no not really it's just I've just wrote down some questions but I mean the obvious one that springs to mind is laser quest but the argument there would I go Uh, hmm don't know not sure um Go on. I've played Laser Quest in the last six years on a <laughs> when we in Bristol when we'd go to our cricket tour and the, yeah. ga- the game was rain, rained out and we had to find something to do and we found Laser Quest. Ah. It was tremendous fun. Yeah, in but a I massive told group you, of you about the other week when my friends went to the one in Wokenham and they got told off for crouching down. Oh, yes. Yes, you did say that, yeah. Oh. How Obviously, in a combat situation, you should make yourself as visible as possible. <laughs> Want to wear a high vis jacket? Like well. in the star formation. Yeah. Hello, I'm here, laser me. So, uh, I was going to say, um, do you remember year, years ago, we used to, when, when it used to happen when it was on my birthday, and we used to go to this bar called Copper or Copa, which was down the King's Road. Oh, yeah. And it it's looked, still there. So, it's still there. The but it's not called, look, look Yeah, out. it was more of a European sort of European beer kind of offering and stuff and I used to have uh, a, a pint of Erdinger and I used oh. to, it's just one of those memories that I look back on and think mm, that was great fun it was either that or uh, the place that used to where the Indian now is by Cavisham Bridge that we used to go to after work um, which was called the river it was just the riverside wasn't it 
and it was the oh, Riverside, and we used to just go and that sit is out a there. Great shout! I think. Do you know what? I think that trumps it. I think that's my one. Is the Riverside? Because we could still very feasibly go there. Yes. Because it had a nice, a little courtyardy bit yeah. that looks onto the river. We used to just go down, have a few drinks. Oh, especially on a Friday. Is that where the, was curry, your, the curry place yeah. is now? Yeah. yeah. And Rachel's house was quite nearby, so there was always a sofa for me to sleep on. Marvellous. Oh, yeah, no, that is a really good shout. Have you got one? Uh, I was just thinking about... Uh, I don't know whether I can have this one or not, because I don't know if it's reopened or not, but the three Bs, as it was... Oh, yes, it's reopened like, as a pant... It's called the pantry. But it's like a cafe, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a cafe, yeah, but it's, it's not the same not, as it was. Like, years ago, it used to be a really cool, you know, just go there for a few drinks, they'd have open mic nights and a bit of live yeah, music it's and not stuff. That, and that'd be, yeah, that would that'd be, be really cool. Nice. I don't think there's... Is there places really in Reading where you could do that, where you could just go and somebody be sat strumming a guitar and there definitely will be i'm not sure of them i don't know where where they are but there definitely are places like that i think i might have been into the uh is it the botanist is that what it's called yeah down by the marketplace i think i've been in there and there was somebody playing guitar but (laughs) that would be really nice just somewhere you could go for a relaxed drink Maybe it's a little bit close to all the craziness <laughs> that we were just talking about. <laughs> nice chilled out evening with a cold pint. Thanks, guys. Um, Marvellous oh, stuff. I want a pint now. Oh. But you I'll do too. I do. Always, Erdinger all always, round? Yeah. Not in, for that, you. in that fa- In that great glass. Soda and lime for me. <laughs> freezing cold drink. Or not freezing you can cold have a slice in it. Yeah. Make it make it a bit jazzy. I like it quite strong. Ooh. I'll uh, I'll put that question out on social media and see what we get back as well. Okay. That'd, be, that'd be lovely. Um okay, so that is it for this week. Um next week we might well have uh, another interview as well, although I'm away for quite a lot of it, so we'll see how that pans out. Can I just say quickly? Yes. That was an excellent question. Thank you. Praise, Praise from the Hubert. I am quite literally <laughs> speechless. I'll tell you what, we'd round <laughs> off today. If he if he made me a cup of tea as well, that would be two things that never happen all in one day. He was nice to you. Yeah. And he makes you brew. Oh, 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 oh. I made you a cup of tea last week. <laughs> last time you were here, I believe. <laughs> in your Bracknell Town f- FC I've mug. I've come over all funny. The fact that you can remember the specific <laughs> yeah. mug you made a brew in says a week ago. Definitely says you don't <laughs> do it often highlights enough. how rare it is. He's been in Manchester. I'm, I, I admire the man, but I'm not going to career a cup of tea to him <laughs> in, the, in the other end of the country. Well, this is all on record now, so here we go. Right, thank you guys. Uh, before we go, though, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, Please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Uh, if you do see Jeremy out and about, do say hello. Um, don't forget, though, if you know someone we should be speaking to on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Uh, if you have a moment, please give us a little rating on your podcast app, uh, and it, we'd love some reviews. Why are you laughing? I've just got an image now of all our hordes of listeners like marching <laughs> up to going, are you... I'm really sorry. This is a bit embarrassing. Are you, are you Jeremy? <laughs> Local Jeremy, celebrity. Jeremy being bemused. <laughs> He um, won't we'll be bemused because he will have listened to the podcast. He'll be expecting it. True, yeah. 
Um, we'll be back next week with more Reddingy podcast goodness, uh, and it will also be several days before I am due to judge pickled onions. And I might do some audio from the Pickled Onion Contest. Oh, God. Can I ask a very good question before we go? Yes, you can. When do we win our award? Fourth uh, of March. Fourth of March. Have you booked, have you told Lucy? Uh, sorry, sorry, everybody. We'll just continue on the podcast for a few more moments. Yeah. Have you told the boss that you would like to go? Because you've got a ticket. Have I got a ticket? Yes. Um, I have told you. Where is it? In London? Yes. I don't like going to London. <laughs> okay, it's well, right. me, me and Rachel me and just Tom have a. There. We yeah. will flank you and keep you safe. Yes. Okay. Um, no, I haven't, I haven't arranged right. anything. You should probably do that. Sharpish. Rach, have you organised? Yes. Yeah. Um, good. Definitely. All over it. Okay. All right. Like a rash. I seem to have missed all the conversations where we decided we were going. But okay. there we go. You also miss the conversation every week where we decide when we're going to do the next podcast. <laughs> so. I'm a little concerned about uh, audio from the pickled onion competition. Why? It, well, you can't <laughs> smell it. It's not going to be <laughs> crunching onions into a microphone. I can't no. open the jar. I probably won't listen to that bit. <laughs> Can anyone open this jar? <laughs> Thanks, but everybody. Feel free to bring me a jar, though. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Just as a little special extra, uh, I, I had a couple of questions come in. Um, and this one was from Club Velocity, so you can thank them for this one, Pete. That's from Sid. <laughs> yes, yes. I already know what he's going to talk about. <laughs> um, he said, ask Pete about the time his passport ended up in his washing machine, which meant he had to miss going to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, but the rest of the pirates did. Is this so you, true? It's true, yeah. It's oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Sid. Yes, what a great story to remember. Um, yeah, they went, and I had to watch it. I watched it on video, watched them playing like... <laughs> In Austin, it was our first time to the States as well, and they were like, oh it was no. like really sunny, and Tom was playing my my guitar parts and singing, and he's like <laughs> wearing this like a um, polo shirt. It's like really muscular yeah. and like handsome, <laughs> and it's like it was the worst. I think it was. I think I just spent that week like really, really sad and really drunk. So <laughs> cheers, Sid. Uh, one of the best. Um, and kindest supporters of our band that there has ever been is Siddle. Yeah, he's a good egg. He's one I he's one I haven't actually asked about getting on our podcast, but I do feel like I need to. He's, I mean, he deliberately trying to upset me there with that question. <laughs> so but I'm you've gonna, come out complimenting. I'm gonna, yeah, this is what I always do yeah. with Sid: is I respond with kindness in the hope that one day I'll, <laughs> I'll crush him. <laughs> with um, Daniel, sorry, just just to add to that, yeah, Daniel Zaire yeah, uh, tweeted, can. did the same before a trip to Australia as well, so this wasn't the first time. Uh, that wasn't me, the Australia one, oh, okay. I don't think. Um, no, I don't think it was, was it? 